Welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me again in person, Father Alec and Father Chris. And this is going to be, I think, hopefully I'm going to make sure, uh, our <laughs> our last episode recording together for Catholic Bites, at least for the foreseeable future, mm. as we kind of transition things off. So we are going to talk about the Greek word telos, which means end. So, huh? It does. Oh, it does. Okay, it does great, great, great. indeed. Just wanted to confirm that. Fact. Um, so who would like to start talking about telos or teleology or the passages in the Bible or wherever we want to go? I, we didn't actually think this through. <laughs> this is uh, all off the cuff. Uh, so no, we're, we, we talked a little bit about it, but we didn't really plan this episode out very well. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'll start because I'll start pre-scriptural. Good. It's not, it's probably not the, it's I probably... T- pre-scriptural of any use of maybe like something in Maccabees was they use the word telos oh, I sure. don't know like it's possible that Daniel or Maccabees or something used the word telos somewhere Daniel not Daniel um yeah, there's Greek wisdom, Daniel, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, wisdom whatever. wisdom Sirac they may have used the word telos but so telos from a philosophical concept is a very important one mm. in Aristotle who is very important in many respects for out, uh, as, as a means for us to more fully understand the human person and the presence of God in the human person. And so for Aristotle, the telos, um, or teleology, is sort of the starting point for determining how something ought to be used or how something ought to be fulfilled. Um, the first thing you have to say is, what is, you know, what is its end, mm-hmm. right? What, is, what is its telos? What is it for? So simple example, we use this a lot, like if you have... Um, if you have a piano, right? What is it for? It's to it's to make music. Now you could push it into a door frame and hold a door open and it's a doorstop, right? But it's not being used to its fullest potential. And everybody would mm. notice that. But how do you know? Because you first consider the telos. So mm. d- we could expand on that further to say like Well, I, I have a fun story about that. Uh so we were um St. Thomas's great line, which is what's first in the object of uh intention is last in execution. Right. And meaning like, okay, you first, you intend the end that you're striving towards, but that's going to be the last thing uh, that you hit because it's the end. So you do have all these other steps that lead up to it. And, um, but that end is kind of what's driving you. So like what your end is will determine what your means are and how you live. And so our understanding of what our end is as human beings affects how we live our lives spiritually. So if my end is pleasure, then I'm going to live my life one way. My end is, uh, which is what it truly is, is, is life with God. I'm going to live my life another way. But anyway, the story is not that related to that. Um, we, we have every year in, in Rome, there's a, there's a turkey trot race on Thanksgiving. Mm. And one of the faculty members who was there at the time uh, would sign up first. So that way he would get number one on his bib. So that because he always wanted to be number one. And, but he could never beat me in the race. And he was always very upset about that. Mm. So... He, he shows up next to me. The year before, I remember hearing him swear at me as, I, as he fell back and couldn't keep up the, the pace anymore. Mm. Uh, but the, this year, he shows up at the starting line. He says, oh, you know, take a look at what number I'm wearing. I'm wearing number one. I said, well, Father, you know what St. Thomas says? What's first in intention is last in execution. Uh-huh. And he said, you know what else St. Thomas says? Don't be a smart aleck. No offense. Um, <laughs> don't be a smart aleck to your formation advisor. <laughs> so... Um, uh, that good Thomas principle was just a nice Thomas uh, mm. Um, mm. Uh, burn that uh, perhaps you know I just well, need Thomas to share. Burn. It has nothing to do with the concept. Not at all. Okay, yeah. so I want to. Like, <laughs> why does this matter, right? Um, the philosophical principle. Yeah. And we often think about 
the end of something being like, well, it's just finished. Like yeah. when, right, I'm done my dinner when I'm finished my dinner. Uh, well, no, you're actually like, if we look at it from a teleological point of view, you're, you end your dinner when dinner has accomplished what it was supposed to do. And yeah. so there's actually a, a much more restful approach to this. Where it's like, wow, I am full of, of life, right? Dinner, the, the goal of dinner is to be nourished, probably to spend time with, with people and friends. When that's accomplished, when it's, it's kind of, then it's end, you know, there, there's an end there and I can actually rest, rest in that end. Yes. Whereas when end just, if you don't have a telos, and end just means getting to the end of something, you're finished, what was the point? Yeah. And then you have to look for some other thing to do. And it, it, so we end up becoming very restful if we don't have a teleology. Yeah. Um, restless. So, restless. It, so St. Augustine, you said restful. Oh. That's good, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. St. Augustine's famous line, which I never really understood until I understood mm. this principle, right? My heart, I was made for you, O God, and my heart is restless until it rests in you. Right. Which is not saying like, it's not just like some platitude. He's saying very clearly, like, if, you, if you're trying to find satisfaction in something that's not your proper end, right. it's not going to happen. You're not going to find joy there. So there's no peace, there's no rest if you're trying to... And, and this is really applicable today, right? Everybody looking around saying, I'm living my life for this, I'm living my life for, you know, whatever, money, fame, power, Or I'm just not even living my life for anything. no purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to find rest. And I, I, actually, there's a deeper way of looking at this when you think about God inner life and in and of himself because so mm. god not to get too technical but but god is one perfect act of being and one perfect act of knowing and loving and so he doesn't have different purposes for different things mm. he only knows and loves us in knowing and loving himself insofar as he is the source of all of us he knows us and insofar as he is the end of all of us he knows the means that leads mm-hmm. to that end. And so even in as God loves himself and knows and loves himself, he is directing us towards him as our last end, that mm-hmm. we are made for him in in the very midst of his divine nature before all time. So can I jump in on that just to, to like, okay, so the, the inner life of God, right, and this kind of understanding of, of what, right, what he is, what he's for. We see this in Christ um, a couple of times that the word is used in uh, the Greek New Testament in, in the New Testament. Um, Jesus uses it a couple of times. Uh, once in Luke, when he says, right, I've come to set the earth on fire. I've come to set fire to the earth and how I wish it were already ablaze. I have a baptism with which I must be baptized and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished, yeah. until it Ooh. is fulfilled. So Jesus understands his purpose, his telos, his end, this outpouring of his life for us. Which is amazing to think about. Like, yeah. what what brings Jesus life? What when is he experiencing the fullness of life? As the God, cruci- as God, right. yeah, the incarnate God experiences the fullness of his life on the on the crucifix. And it's the second another time he says it is in uh, John's gospel. It is accomplished, yeah. right? And then he he bows his head and gives up the Christ. spirit. Like amazing. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. His whole life, he's thinking, "What is my goal in life? The crucifixion yeah. to offer my." I mean, it's just incredible. He yeah. knows that outpouring is coming. So it's I not mean, just like the end of his life, right? It's the end of his life. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the, yeah, the goal, goal, the whole purpose. Yeah. It all it all is towards that moment. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's such so a powerful good. thing for us to say like, you know, in a certain sense, people are casting it this way and that for like, what's your purpose in life? And it's like, well, and I, and I Jesus had such clarity on that's that. That's a good obviously. point is that like modern humans think that they are open-ended. Right. Yeah. That, right. There is, that there's, there is... That my end is my own process sure. of self-discovery, as opposed to recognizing that no, we were made 
for love with God, yeah. like that we are made with an end in mind. Yeah. And that end, like thus has to shape the way we live. We can't just live open-ended yeah. because we won't find satisfaction if we're living open-ended. It has to be uh, a, a real uh, end. Okay, so two things. One, that's why the Miley Cyrus song, um, The Climb, right? I don't know that song. It's a horrible song. I do song. remember it. I, I Very catchy, the well but enough. the whole line is like, or the whole the whole refrain is sort of, it's not about, um, there's always going to be another mountain. It's, it's, it's about the climb. It's like, well, actually, no. <laughs> it's about the destination. The whole yeah. point is to, to like, yeah. Okay, so one, like, Pache, Miley Cyrus, yes. bad theology, uh, bad understanding of the human person. <laughs> Two, um, isn't that Hannah Montana? Or, no, never mind. Uh, Let's not yeah. talk yes, about this. Yes, I think so. But anyways, um, great. What was the other thing I was going to say? Tell us and the whole, oh, Open-ended. so, so <laughs> um, it's also really helpful for us to realize, okay, where is, right, where's my life going? Where's creation going? It's all in the Eucharist. Like, we find it all there when Christ's, own fulfillments of, of his life in a certain sense is made present to us on the altar, right? Yeah. It's also where we find our own. It's why right, Vatican Council too said it's the source and summit. Yeah. It's just everything moves towards this. All creation, all history moves towards this moment. Um, and so it's kind of beautiful for us as we, we think about like, you know, sometimes it can be so tempting. Where's my life going? I mean, how yeah. many people that are stuck in a job, aren't really sure, finding it difficult in relationships, where's my life going? And to be able to look at the Eucharist and say, wow, we're celebrating an event that humanly looks like a total failure and yet is the fulfillment of, of Jesus's life. Yeah. And I'm being joined to that in this sacrifice. Like what a gift that is for us to, to go to Mass and to, to just have that hope to remember, oh, this is where it's all being directed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, the end and where things are being directed, we're going to, we're running out of uh, <laughs> time for this podcast. And since this is one of our, the last one that we're going to do uh, together, um, first, I forgot to plug your book. So Father Chris has a book that just came out. It's called Rekindling Wonder, Touching Heaven in a Screen-Saturated World. Woo-hoo. Get it on Kindle and watch oh, yeah, it on, oh, no, on screen. Get, no. um, get, get, a, get a book. <laughs> get a book. Take it to book. a monastery. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but I thought maybe as an end, do you guys remember, uh, do you remember what f- your first episode of this podcast was? It was before this format. Oh, right? yeah, sure. Back in Rome. Do you remember what I, your first I do. topic was? I do, too. I what do was a million yours? years ago. Um, I did I did sacramental theology, mm. the value of, um, like, you can say so much about sacramental theology. I still love sacramental theology is what I studied, but it was about the, um, it was about, like, the basics of, of uh, tying, like, these invisible graces to visible physical signs mm. so that we could be sure of the grace of God. Mm. Like, look it up. I'm sure it wasn't that good. I, at the <laughs> it, was time, back I was, in, it was back in 2015, oof. so... Yeah, uh, like, I, I mean, and, and it's not like I... Like, my theology, in a certain sense, was probably sharper back then, but, like, experience does... And this, sa- this sounds kind of, like, almost dangerous to say, but, like, experience does give you, like, a more well-rounded context for all your theology. Right. So it's a little... I feel like I can speak more fully of it. Still believe that. Still think it's wonderful. <laughs> but, um... I do, man. Okay, yeah, Father Chris, what was yours? Mine was on magnanimity. Oh, um, I remember you preparing was, for that. Yeah, like, so it's about, about iron, iron attracting other iron, or um, no like electrical magnetic fields. Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> um, but but no magnanimity, right? So the the great souled man, the one who who strives for great honors, um, ultimately to be to be praised by God in eternity. Um, used the Lord of the Rings reference naturally, of course. Um, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, magnanimity, good virtue. Look it up. Nice. Well, I remember mine. It was, I think, the second episode ever to be published, but it took us six recordings to go through it because we we were still figuring out the format. It was myself and Father Andrew Mattingly, 
and um, uh, I did on, on the history of Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, oh, nice. which was really cool. And it was actually a lot of fun to to do the research and stuff. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd done a lot of reading about it before, but sure. like just to get get try and get it condensed down into this format. And and like I said, we had to record it four or five times with with all like love and and respect for uh, those early days because this was like a this was a true like just just startup idea but there were multiple times where it was like oh we didn't record it right so can you come do the entire podcast <laughs> the whole thing again, again. i did that podcast like, oh, six times my it was gosh. crazy mm-hmm. you get so tired of hearing it you like i can't even tell if this is that's right. good it's anymore completely unintelligible. Yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't like it. a conversation either like we when we started right, doing right. this it was like i came up to you guys and was like we should just record Have our conversations, conversations. Yeah. but um and i pitched that to the to the um uh, to Father George and the the important people, the big wigs yes. uh, wow. at, at the wow. home office, but you know, um, but like then it was like okay, provide an outline yep. and like have you one or two that? questions. I, I know. Yeah, and it was it was crazy. It was so different, yeah. and um, but it was just starting out, and it was a, it was a totally different thing. And now it's like this whole media company and like Catholic Link is all part of it now, and um, and like that's part of what this transition is going to be about like to to kind of unify the different branches of this whole catholic mm-hmm. media company and like right now we're i think we're hiring a social media director or something like that and i've got to like help interview them i was like this is a little bit too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's so it's an great. incredible endeavor and and a tribute to, to father george father greg and and uh father andrew who were the kind of the founders yeah, who, that's and right. then absolutely leslie and celia who are who are helping them and and like the early days and now it's been i i've been doing this like the Pope's podcast in this for five years now. Yeah. And um, it's just kind of crazy. Like mm. it's, it's wild. that It's uh, gone, gone this long. Yeah. So um, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although we have officially exhausted all the things we can talk about. So. <laughs> it feels that <laughs> <That's> way. <right. laughs> this has been a blast. It's been life giving. It's been wonderful. I, I'll miss it, but it is, it, it's time. I mean, we're just, just going to have the same conversation. Yeah. So we're just going to record them. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> just much better. There needs to be, yeah, new voices, new ideas. Like our, I, I love, I love our banter or whatever, but it's, you know, you guys have heard enough. You've been saturated <laughs> on us. Um, it's time for uh, time for new, new voices and, and more interest. But uh, I just, you know, Thank you to both Father, well, certainly Father Greg, Father GT, um, Father Andy, and the whole team, and then Father Conrad, Father Chris, and then thanks for everybody who listened. Seriously, if you told me anyone would listen to this stuff, I would have been like, mm, yeah. I don't think it's so. It's like my so, mom, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so just uh, thank you all for, for tuning in. No, yeah, I, I, I sincerely thank our listeners. There have been a couple times where someone's come up to me like, I recognize your voice. Do, do I listen? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's the podcast. I thought only my mom listened yeah, to it. But, um, <laughs> it's so funny. But I, I, I'm grateful, too, for the patience, too, especially the last, like, six months have been kind of rocky with recording episodes. I've been just so busy. And so it's kind of nice to kind of pass mm. it off to someone who can be a little bit more assiduous with getting yeah. good content out there and, and helping nourish. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to take off um, and, and go even higher. So we're, we're grateful for everyone who listens and uh, grateful for everyone who's, who's taken part in this over the years. So all the different uh, guests that we've had on, it's been really great. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I don't know when this will air, uh, if this will be the very last one uh, under Catholic Bites or if we'll have transitioned or, or if there'll still be a couple more to go. So I'll still say you can find us uh, at Catholic Bites, Bites with a Y um, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, but you might be looking for the Catholic Link podcast um, uh, instead. Uh, you can also go to catholiclink.org. And the overall company uh, that runs this whole thing is called Catholic Cast Media. Um, which uh, Father George, who founded the podcast, runs and, uh, and who we all help out with. So thank you all for listening, and God bless you. <laughs> <laughs>